Greetings and good morning, everybody. It's good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. We could be in numerous other places here this morning. You know, we could be down in the Bahamas, you know, hanging out on a catamaran. Or we could be up in the mountains in a beautiful cabin. Or we could be uh, visiting the mountains of Russia. Or we could be laying in a hospital bed. Or we could be laying six feet under. But we are blessed today to be able to be in the house of God today. We have come into this place today to declare our praise. We have come into this place to give thanks intentionally and focused on our King, the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. We have come into this place here this morning, Lord, to lift up your name. We have come into this place here today to give you honor, to give you glory, to let you know that we love you and we're going to be intentional about loving you and praising you today. If today ourselves 100% in the worship of our King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Let's worship. Let's worship the Lord this morning. Thank you, Jesus.
offering and giving. That's how we got to do it. But I just, you know, I was thinking about something here as I was, you know, I was like, well, let's just go up there and take up the offering and sit back down. But then something came to me that I was talking to Pastor about before service, and I hope I'm not stealing some of his thunder. If I am, he's pretty good at navigating away from it. But, hey, I was, he was talking to me, and he said uh, that they were at the store, him and his wife, you know, Sister C, First Lady, and uh, she pointed to this cooler, and she said, I like that cooler. I want that cooler. And Pastor's like, well, you know, I like to give my wife what she wants, you know, and I'm sure I, he didn't tell me that's what he said, but I know him, so that's probably what he was thinking. And so he probably kind of moseying on over there and looking at it, you know, and looking at what he's really looking for is a price tag. And, and he finally glanced down at that price tag, and he, he did, probably did a little stitter stuff, you know, and then he found a way to probably let her down easy. <laughs> And they just uh, moved on and he probably made some kind of casual, shallow promise that maybe one day that, that, that beautiful, way, way, way too expensive cooler could be yours. We well, he gets home and then he gets a call, not but like a day or two later, how, how many days was it? That week he got a call from the hospital and they said, hey, Tommy Crutchfield, because they don't call him Pastor Crutchfield out there yet. They said, hey, Tommy Crutchfield, there was a drawing of all the nurses out here, and you won. And he went out there to pick up his gift, and what was the gift? What was the drawing? It was that same cooler. Now, forgive the point, but that's cool. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not just bringing that up to, like, tell a cool story, but we're, we're getting ready to give in our tithes and our offerings. And I truly believe that things like this come from we give to God what's due to Him. We give to God what we feel might be overly due to Him. Of course, we know that there's no such thing. And God finds ways to reach back down into our life and the little things of our everyday life to show us, hey, I'm watching, I'm listening, keep doing what you're doing. If you want God to bless you, if you want God to do some really cool stuff, we got to do really cool stuff. We got to show Him that we love Him too. And one of the ways that we can do this is in our tithes and our offerings. So that's what we're going to get ready to do. I've got some folks that are going to help me take up the tithes and offerings today. And I want to do two things while we're doing this. First, I want you to be able to give today from your heart as unto God. And then secondly, once you have given, I want you to turn around, find about two or three people, shake their hands, greet them, and say, it's good to see you at the house of the Lord this morning. Lord, thank you for this opportunity to give here today. I pray in the name of Jesus that you would help us to give from our heart as unto you. We love you. We thank you. We ask these things in Jesus' name. And everybody say it. Amen. Let's give unto the Lord.
we're going to preach in the 11 some and in this one some. But I believe God's building the church right here. I believe He's doing it right about all that he is doing. I'm excited about you being here. Amen. Look at your neighbor. Uh, step out for just a moment. Just fist bump or handshake or whatever you do. Greet them. Hey, it's good to see you in church in the house of the Lord. just kind of, I don't, or how many have read Revelations and you're like, ooh, 
And, and, and then so, uh, you, you know, you, you, not in a bad way, but you kind of get the heebie-jeebies because you don't fully understand what everything is saying. Uh, but but it, it's just, it, it's, it's really, it's a beautiful book. So let, let's go in here and we'll read the first three verses, pray and get started on our lesson today. The revelation of Jesus Christ, or the apocalypse, I believe, in the Greek, of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. And he sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant John, who bear record of the word of God and of the testimony of Jesus Christ and of all things that he saw. Verse 3, Blessed is he that readeth and they that hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written therein for the time is at hand. I, I, I want to talk today and the title that I want to speak on is the time is at hand. I want to kind of bring a little bit uh, what it's saying but a little bit different understanding to perhaps of what it's saying on the time is at hand because he wrote the time is at hand you know back when John was on the Isle of Patmos and he wrote that down he penned it then and he said the time is at hand so I want to bring some revelation I believe the time is at hand but I want to bring some revelation to that what that means the time is at hand Brother Monday would you lead us in prayer oh, Conviction for God 
and for his house is not what it used to be. Y'all know we had a break in last week. Somebody smashed our front door in, came and grabbed two keyboards. You know, a hundred years ago that was unheard of. It's just, and, and, and I'm not, I'm not saying it happens all over the world. I'm not saying that we should have. A, it's, this is a building and that stuff we, we want to protect it it belongs to God but, but God's first he, his, he matters so much more than stuff does uh, but, but conviction for God and for his house now not just his house but his house and, and just and his presence in general has become such a rare, rarity and we have never lived in a time like this, it's, it, it's just going too fast. And uh, and here, uh, as we look in Revelations, it says the time is at hand. And uh, Dr. Therese, who's uh, my pastor's pastor, was my pastor's pastor before he passed, uh, was well studied. He, he went in and was one of the few that was allowed to go into the Dead Sea Scrolls, if you know anything about that. They gloved him up. They, he was such a scholar, they allowed him to go in and read. Uh, the Dead Sea Scrolls and, and just a very balanced man. So I, I use one of his, he's got a study on Revelations that's as thick as this Bible. And I use that kind of as my balance maker. I've got a lot of books and then I just study the Word itself and let the Word itself speak to me. But I do use uh, a, a lot of his as a balance maker when it comes to Revelations. And, and he talks about this, the time is at hand, and he'll really give me a good understanding that it's not just that times are going faster. It's not just that we live in 2023 and the time is at hand, but this life that you live, the time is at hand. You are leaving being the person you used to be and becoming ultimately the person of God that is either taken out or caught up or brought out of the ground one day, you're, you're becoming that person that's going to have a new body. And, and, and so there's a process, a perfecting process that's going on in each and every individual. And, and the problem happens in churches when people feel like they get their ticket and they don't have to get ready for the trip. They get their salvation taken. I'm good. I can go do whatever, however, wherever. I've got a ticket punched. I, you know, when the conductor calls, I'm getting on board. And heaven bound we are. But but salvation is just the ticket. That's really the way. It's the ticket. But now it's important. The time is at hand. You don't have a lot of time to play from now where you are to where you are going. You've got to get your life together. You've got to allow God to work some things out of you. Think about Joseph for just a moment in the dream that Joseph had as a young 17-year-old man. God gave him this great dream. You know, oh, here's my ticket. Here's my ticket. And, and, and all these things are going to happen. And, and uh, it, you know, their sheep's going to bow to my sheep. I just see, I see God doing such wonderful things in my life. Y'all, you, you know, it, brothers and sisters, I, you can't wait till I get there. Because when I get there, y'all are going to be able to come. You know, your sheep's just going to bow down to my sheep. 
Y'all already turned me off, would you? Yeah. All right, I'm done. What's he talking about? Uh, and, 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 and so, you know, that was kind of his mindset when he got his ticket. Right. And when we, when we have salvation, that's sometimes our mindset. Well, I got the Holy Ghost. I'm good. What else do I need? But you got to get ready for this trip. You got to get ready for this journey. There's going to be a lot of processes, and they are not six week or six month or six year or six decade processes in some of our lives. God lets some of us just stay stick around longer because He's got more stuff to work out of us. And I get an amen. So, so salvation is the ticket, but the lifestyle that you live. The overcoming power that you attain. The forgiveness that you have to work in your life. Even when you live for God 20 years, the forgiveness that you've got to give others. Carrying your cross. You know, not, not just thanking Him for His cross, but carrying your cross. Holiness. Purity. These aren't instantaneous. I don't think they're instantaneous. It's a process. And God's just been working on me, on my holiness process even more in the last six or eight weeks. And I'm getting older, and that's good. The time's at hand. The time's at hand. I had a heart attack. The time is at hand, but it's not that. It's I only have this much time, and if I've only got this much time, and God's called me to do this, how do I do this with this much time? The time is at hand. That means I've got to be diligent about living for God, about the things of God, not casually just saying, you know, Mazi is just going to happen, but I, I, I've got to make sure there's some stuff in me that's got to be worked out of me. You know, when, when, when somebody goes and gets a new car and comes and pulls up or a new truck or, or something and they pull up and, and I'm like, hey, why didn't I get that? Guess what? I got some jealousy in me I need to work out. You know what I mean? Am I right? That's, that's really what that ball, the root of that really is pulling down to what that's what that is. And, and then, man, and I do what Brother Monday mentioned. I worked in the hospital. Brother Dave mentioned I worked in the hospital setting. I don't want to tell you, in a hospital setting, in a school setting, at other gossip. Oh, man, you, you got to stay out of that mess. That, that'll draw you in so quick. And from, from school, when I was a kid in school, and, and, and not only that, I, I sat sitting around listening to some older folks at times just talk about everybody. Anybody ever have to do that? You know, and, and, and man, it, it's, I, I did a thing in Baxley one time, and it, those people, they, can't, they knew everything in Baxley. <laughs> there wasn't anything you were getting. This old lady pulls up during COVID, uh, getting her COVID test, but she's like, and she's talking with the uh, with the with the nurse practitioner there. She's telling her, "Yeah, well, this happened and this happened, and and then this one had a wreck, and I heard you had a wreck." <laughs> Man, this is better than the coastal curry. <laughs> but but it is a it's a we like that stuff. We like that stuff. 
But it's not necessarily spiritually healthy stuff. The time's at hand. I'm still working on me. I'm still working on me. But I'm allowing God to work some of these things out of me in this process of time. The time is at hand. I've got to, I've got to open myself up. I've got to unzip my life and allow God to step in and just do whatever it is that He needs to do and wants to do in my life and to fix me and to work on me. And, and, and guess what? That means sometimes it's not always peaches and roses and remote controls and recliners. Sometimes it's just full, full on transparency before God. It, it, it's full on opening things up maybe that you don't want to deal with and, 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 and opening things up from your past that you don't want to, when somebody touches that it hurts so you just wall it back up and shell it back up and put it back in that safe that a bomb can't even blow up and, and, and you, you, you do all that. We, we've got to, we've got to work, I've got to work on character flaws in my life. I, I, I'm not ready. Yeah, I'm, I'm working on me. I'm not. I'm not where Peter was when when he met the Lord. I'm not where John was on the Isle of Patmos that I can just sit down and God's giving me, speaking all these revelations to me. He's speaking revelations to me, but I'm still working on me. I'm still moving forward. Time is at hand. Somebody say the time is at hand. Does that help understand what he's saying there, though? The time is at hand. You don't, I'm not saying you don't have much time left. I wouldn't do that. But I'm saying even if you have 40 years left or 70 years left, or 100 years for some of you, if you feel you want to live that long. Uh, there's stuff in us that God's got to work out of us. There's preparation that we've got to make. There's callings that we have that God wants to use. Brother Weidman Jr., 40 years old, I'm 53. When he talked to him the other night about praying back through to the Holy Ghost at, 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 uh, the, at the age he was as a young man, and as astute in the Word as he was on Friday night, and he's only 40 and I'm 53. And the eight, I had been pastoring for a year when when his experience happened to him. And I thought that young man is very well studied. He's working on him. He's allowing God. The time is at hand. The time is at hand. Hallelujah. Salvation is the ticket. But the lifestyle. Somebody say the lifestyle. The lifestyle. Overcome when, when you when you were going on a trip, my wife and I, when we went on our 25th anniversary, we didn't just throw a backpack together and take off. Okay, I'm going I'm going to London and Rome and Israel and uh, Egypt. Well, I didn't get to go there, but in Greece and Turkey and uh, you know just with a backpack. About day three, I would have been in trouble. And, uh, and, and so you have to figure out what you want to take with you. You have to figure out what's worthy of taking with you. That's right. You've got to you've got to look at what's going to hinder you, or what's going to help you on this journey. And so in your bag, you 
might pack that. Anybody ever pack your bag like four or five times for a big trip because you realize, okay, it won't close. I, my wife tells me, sit on it, stand on it, and I'll zip, do something. It got way too much stuff in there. And then, and then she's like, hey, about to, you got room in your bag. <laughs> my bag. I just got this kid's ready bag that's about this big and you don't know what I'm talking about. And, and, and so we need to realize the time is at hand. And we need to be diligent. We need to be about our father's business. Stuff people play games with in life. I don't want to play those games. I'm 53. The games are kind of over. I don't even enjoy games anymore. Like, I used to, I used to like to watch football or something like that, and, and I will an occasional baseball. I can't make it through a whole baseball game. I can't do it. It's just, it, it, it doesn't do. It doesn't do for me what it used to do, and, uh, it, 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 and I just got too many uh, important things that the time's at hand. The time is at hand. And, and so we have to prepare ourselves for this journey. We have to prepare ourselves for this trip. And in Revelations, that's what uh, the, that's what Jesus is telling us in Revelations. Is he wants us to be ready for this journey that we have. He wants you to be ready for this trip. He's called you into this hour. And he's wanting you to understand that the timing is important. And the time is important. And, and, and God is, I believe God is telling us, I've got things I want to do in your life and with you and for you and, and that we're going to do together. This is a partnership, me and Jesus and you and Jesus. And, and Jesus said, I got things that we need to do together. But you got to understand, you can't keep procrastinating my calling. You can't keep putting off what I'm calling you to do. And, and, and sometimes that may be uncomfortable for you. That might not be what you want because maybe you have to give some things up. Some things won't fit in the bag. And if it won't fit in the bag, you don't need it. Oh, hallelujah. The time is at hand. I, 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 I was a paramedic for 20 years. I still am. 30 years now, but I worked as a paramedic probably 17, 18 years. We used to train. We used to have to do all this stuff, and uh, it's awful. You were kind of like, why are we doing this? You know what I mean? Why, why are we doing drills? Why, why, why are you making a disaster go off, and you've hauled in a, a half cutting two plane, and uh, this airplane's out there cutting two, and you got people laying out all over, and they're moulaged up, and they got blood and cuts, and, and I get to be the first one on the scene, and I, I was sitting at my station, minding my own business, enjoying what I enjoy. I had my snack box. I was probably going through my snack box and pulling out some snacks about that time when that drill went off. And then I get out there and it is just a drill. Just a drill. And I'm like, why? Until the one day we were the first ones called out there to a real plane crash. And all of a sudden you start functioning by what you learn. That's it. 
Amen. So, so, so in living for God, there, there really is a lot of preparation for when Jesus parts the clouds. Come on, come on. And sometimes we're like, why do we got to do this and this and this and this? We're getting ready for when the trumpet actually sounds. We're getting ready for when the trumpet actually sounds. This for a minute. I feel this in the Holy Ghost. The devil wants to keep delaying somebody's commission. He, he wants to keep hindering someone's mission. And, 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 and see, the devil wants to delay you. He wants to annihilate your God-given dream. That's what he did to Joseph. But what God did is he took that that the devil did to Joseph, having his own brothers sell him out, throw him in a pit, having Potiphar's wife lie on him, thrown in a prison, the baker and, and forget about him and not remember them. Not one of them died, but one of them just didn't remember him. And, and all of these things happening in Joseph's life, all these things happening to him were working something out of him. And I'm sure when he was first thrown in that pit, he was hurt. But then a few years later, he was probably angry. Come on. And you know, it, it was how many years was it before he saw his brothers again? Was that he was 30 something when he saw his brothers again, right? And, and then he was governor over all Egypt. And I'm sure he rehearsed that many times in his unforgiveness. What am I going to say to them when they walk through that door? What am I going to tell them? Oh, man. I, I, I won't. Let them say something. <laughs> I'm serious. He had rehearsed that. Guess what? It wasn't time. God had to keep allowing him to go through some of the prisons of life, some of the back talking, some of the lying on him of life, being thrown in a pit of life to work some things out of him. And, and, and you see, the devil wanted to annihilate his God-given dream, but God took what the devil meant for evil and turned that around for good by using every process that Joseph went through, every struggle, every trouble, every trial that Joseph went through. God was using that to get Joseph to the point of preparation that when his brothers came through the room,
would you have done to your brothers when you were 21 years old and, and you and they put you through all this you've been through? If, if, if this wouldn't have happened to me when I was 17, you want to know where I would be? And, and this person sent me back and held me back. It was their fault. If I would have never had a relationship with them or a friendship with them, I wouldn't be in the shoes that I am in. Oh, no, no, no. God is preparing you for something greater. God is preparing you for something better. Why? The time is at hand. And sometimes, sometimes it's going to take some tribulation to get the impurities out of the gold. You're the gold. You're God's gold. And sometimes it's going to take some time. And he has to put you through the refiner's fire sometimes and crank up the heat because you're not progressing fast enough to where he is taking you to. And some of that stuff, he's just got to burn off of you. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. The time is at hand. The devil wants to get you to live beneath the privileges and promises of God. He wants to get you to give those things up to live an alternate. All right. Come on. Come on. Reality. Come on. To live in the faith. To live in the facade that will do nothing for you. Trust me, when you get there, when you get to that pig's pen and you're eating that slob, you're going to remember what it was like in the Father's house. All, all that process, process. It's process. Somebody say it's a process. And the devil wants to keep delaying. Somebody say that. The devil wants to keep delaying my dream. And the devil wants to keep delaying my dream. You need to speak that. The devil wants to keep delaying my dream. But the time is at hand. given us and use it for his glory use it for his glory but the devil i'm moving back he wants you to procrastinate he wants you to push that away say i can do that later but i'm telling somebody right now you sitting in here today might be hell's migraine headache because of the impact that you can make. Sometimes we get, we want to make an impact on the world. But you might make an impact on one that makes an impact on the world. What's calling you to do? You, you, I, I don't know what God wants to do exactly. Joshua 23 and 10 says, One man of you shall chase a thousand for the Lord your God. He it is that fighteth for you, and he hath, as he hath promised. It, 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 you might be chasing one, but you might be chasing when you gather up with that one that, that you witness to and that you win. You might be chasing a thousand together. Hallelujah. Revelations 1 and 3 says, Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy. Blessed are those who hear it and who keep what is written in it, for the time is near. Blessed by reading. Blessed by hearing. Blessed by keeping. Reading. Say reading. Reading. Hearing, 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 
time is near and, and, and we've already started activating this blessing in your life today. Three verses in, you are already being blessed. You may not even realize it and know it. But you are being blessed because this is the one place in Scripture, of all places in Scripture, that it says, when you read this book, when you read this prophecy, you're going to be blessed. Now, I believe God has opened this book of Revelations up to me in this hour like He never has in my entire life for such a time as this and for what we're doing in this series. And I believe God's just going to continue to open things up in here. But He wants you to be blessed and you will be blessed. Blessed are the one who reads it. Blessed are the one who hears it. And blessed are the ones who keep it. There's something about it. Hallelujah. Verse 5. I'm moving on very quickly. And from Jesus Christ who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood.
is, is being called kings and priests. But right now, there's a special relationship God wants to have with each and every one of us. And the time is at hand. The time is at hand. And we stand all over this building. The time is at hand. The time is at hand. It's not time to continue to delay your calling. It's not time to continue to push Christ away and tell him another day, another time, but the time is at hand. God has a purpose for you right now. He's wanting to do something in your life now. Today is the day of salvation. Right now is the acceptable time. I don't care how far you've gone, where you've been. God loves you. He wants to reach out to you. He wants to touch you right now. If there's anybody that you want to draw closer to Him, that you want, that you're willing to put anything away and everything away and draw closer and closer to Him, would you just step out of the seat you're in right now and make your way up toward this front and, and just find a place you and Jesus. You it doesn't have to be uh, ten people don't have to be with you right now. Just find a place somewhere along this altar. And just say, Lord, I know the time is at hand. And I know that maybe, I, I, maybe I've been delaying some things. But God, I don't want to delay those things anymore. Maybe I've been pushing away some things. I don't want to push those things away. God, maybe I've been just procrastinating through life. And, and I've known there's things you've got for me. And they didn't happen at the rate of speed that I wanted. I got frustrated and just walked away from it. Did something else. But the time's at hand. The time's at hand. I want you to talk to the Lord for a few moments. Sister Crutchfield's going to sing this beautiful song. So I just want you to take a private, special, intimate moment.
praise. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Amen. Very quickly, next week is Mother's Day. Today, we're having youth takeover at 11. Our young people are going to be singing, ministering, preaching. You're going to hear a great word from them. And next week is next week is Mother's Day, and we're looking forward to a beautiful Mother's Day. In the 9:30 service, I'm going to be continuing on uh, the Revelation series. Uh, come out, take part, enjoy, and then the 11 o'clock service will be having our Mother's Day service. So we look forward to that. And don't forget Tuesday nights, we're having a Revelation series. We're kind of studying different things on Sunday versus Tuesday, but it's all working together. It's all part of the same plan. God bless you. Thank you. It's wonderful to see each and every one of you in the house of God today. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand. You can be dismissed.